Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, guys. I'm Latano Roche. Welcome back to the Tano Talk Squad podcast. Manchester United, Liverpool, the first of at Anfield, the champions versus the leaders. A lot was made out of this game, but if you follow this game closely, then you know from history that it most likely ends up in a 0-0. <laughs> at least in the past few years, with the last two seasons being the exception in the last six, five, six years. Now, moving on, talking about this game exactly, I think Liverpool played a good first half. They dominated the ball well. I, these are the things I expected from Liverpool. I, actually, I think Thiago, Shakiri, and Vinaldo uh, did well in the midfield. They created openings. They, as the midfield, they made sure Liverpool were on top of the situation. You understand? They had the attacking situations. Liverpool's attackers. Right now, I always almost have an opinion. You know, I almost always have an opinion on what can this coach do, what should this coach do. But like, ah, right now in Liverpool, it's hard. You know, it's very hard. Like. When Shota was available, it was always easy to say, oh, this guy's not really looking quite at it. Just drop him to the bench, play Shota, something like this. Now, it's hard for me to say anything. I don't know what club can do because, you see, Liverpool have had terrible injuries. This is Alisson has been in and out. You know, they don't like, as you can see today, no centre-back played because they don't have any fit senior centre-backs. Like, so much. Even the full-backs have had their own fair share of injury, even in the midfield and stuff like that. But I have to say, it's it's quite easy to point fingers like at, in so many places and and stuff like that. You know, it's 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 quite easy to do this because like we can say okay, like we just didn't feel Liverpool were good enough. They weren't uh, certain enough. They weren't dominant enough. It's very easy for us to go down the road. But let's also not forget like this team has had some real problems in real places. Like in the midfield, they've suffered injuries. In the defense, they've suffered injuries, and 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 these positions have suffered. But now, like they always seem to be able to go through these phases, you know, understand what I'm saying? But now, actually, the problem is not where the injuries are or stuff. It is in the attack. What is wrong? Three straight Premier League games without a goal. One Premier League goal in the last four games. And of course, this also translates into four straight winless Premier League games. This is absolutely abysmal by any standards, to be honest. Absolutely abysmal. Too many draws. It is It is far from good enough and... Like Liverpool were in a position a couple of weeks ago where the title was like with like they were in the mix and stuff. Like 
to be honest, firstly, starting from Burnley, they have to win. Like, if like one, two more games and they don't win, then I can officially say it is totally out of their reach. Not okay, of course, they can still win it, but I mean, like, it, it, it's just like let's just see what Manchester United and Manchester City do with it. You get know what I'm saying? Unless they, they go on like four or five games or not winning in the next in the next 19 games then it's most likely not Liverpool's title honestly it's not good enough and for the Manchester United fans I just have this to say like I've uh, briefly you know like I've checked social media and seen reactions and a lot are okay some are like uh, they're very like I don't know they wanted to win which is fair which is good but like make no mistakes make no mistakes you have you of course you should want to win but my point is this this was a very fantastic, very fantastic result. Like, make no mistakes. Maybe, actually, you fancied beating Liverpool at Anfield, given the fact that you know Liverpool are coming into this game terrible form. They are not attacking properly. Like, so much is wrong. And you should, you feel like, come on, we are at our best. You understand? Like, we are first. We are the best team in the Premier League this season. We should be able to win here. It's understandable. It's cool. But at the end of the day, I think if I was a Manchester United fan, I'd be very glad with this result. Absolutely, I'd be glad with this result. Not what I wanted. I, of course, I want to win, but I don't mind. Just like when I went to the Etihad uh, earlier in the season, Manchester United were not quite at their best, and well, he ended up as a one-one uh, draw. Like I, I was satisfied as a Liverpool fan. I was very satisfied. Although, like, of course, I wanted to win, but it's, it's okay. You understand? But like, moving on from moving on moving on from here. What can club do? What can Liverpool do? I will just analyse this performance and talk about each player on both sides. Uh, my man of the match, of course, has to go to Alisson Becker. Um, he, 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 Manchester United had four shots on target, if I can remember properly. Yeah, in and about that, with two of the four being like actual chances, you know. And apart from those, like I love the way Alisson commanded his box today, how he dealt with situations today like a lot of the time Manchester United Liverpool were keeping a very high line story and then the balls were played in, in behind and he swept out the danger brilliantly you know like one second late and he's either get, getting a red card or he's getting dribbled past so these are very crucial moments you know so like Alisson actually played a very big part in Liverpool actually not losing today because like the whole reaction everyone's talking about Liverpool not winning <laughs> which is good enough which is which is a fair conversation they are the champions they are considered to be one of the best teams around. But Liverpool could easily have lost this game today without Alisson's general contributions. I'm not even talking about his two saves yet. Uh, I'm talking about just the general contribution. In terms of the way he was reading the game, in terms of the way he was sweeping off his line and stuff like that. It's uh, it was uh, the way Liverpool played today was something that he there was no margin for error. You know, no margin for error. Even if he did all this and just got one wrong, it would have been bad. Actually, it would have been bad for, for him and Liverpool. So, Alisson, of course, is my man of the match. Let's talk about his two saves. Uh, the truth about it is this. Like, I like I still... Like, this is my philosophy. I feel... I, I've not really seen so many saves. Let me just rephrase. I've not really seen so many saves in my life that I felt like the finish was 100%. Like, even when I feel like a finish is 80% and a keeper gets to it, that is a very, very good save. Trust me. But, like, most times, like, most 100% finishes, that is, like, you, you, you make the right... Um, you make the right... You play the ball to the right corner, I mean, with the exact right precision, with the exact right force, and with the exact uh, right height. Like, most times, the keeper can't get that. So, make no mistakes. The same also applies to Alisson. The same applied to De Gea uh, a couple of seasons ago against Liverpool. When it's just like Liverpool having chances, 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 and it's just 
pop, 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 keeping everything out, and then Manchester United come out 0 0. They, he ends them a draw. It's exactly the same thing. Like, fine, fantastic saves, you know, very brilliant saves. But at the end of the day, the finishes were not probably good enough, you know, like for the first chance, uh, I've forgotten who shot the ball. Was it Rashford? Where he used his leg? Was it Rashford? Was it Rashford? I'm sorry, I can't really remember. It was a very brilliant save with his left foot. Got that. Yeah, it was actually kind of David De Gea esque, you know. Actually, David De Gea is. This is what David De Gea is known for those leg saves, those opening up your body and using your your other foot to, to block the ball. And the other one from Paul Pogba at the near post was like, it was very close, but I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how Pogba didn't score. Like I'll give an example. If you saw James Madison's goal against Southampton, like at the near post, and we also see this with Sergio Aguero, you know, over the years at the near post. Of course, you have to roof it. But again, Allison came in big and just like point blank. Because to be very honest with you, when like no matter the con- the corners and even when the goalkeeper is favourite, if the, if if there's so much power and pace behind it from such a close range. Sometimes there's little to no, like not sometimes, most times there's little to no reaction time for a keeper to actually get his hands in place to push the way and he might just fly over him because it's too close. So like those two saves were crucial. As for Manchester United, let me just say this. Uh of course Liverpool came into the side and into this and, and I think they showed like they were the superior team in terms of controlling the tempo, creating openings and stuff, especially in the first half. Now Liverpool didn't use this well at all. They didn't use the situations well at all. Uh, Roberto Firmino, the most guilty party. Like, let's not even talk about chances because you know, like, there's something I always say before chances. Like, we can look at the statistics and all, and say, okay, these chances created these shots. But like, there are also some things called openings that that statistics will never like. I don't know, never. Maybe someday there will be like a way to measure the openings a team has. But like, when you have an opening. <laughs> And then you like you have a girl in a cast of space in the attacking third near the box and you do rubbish. This is this is this is terrible, you know. Like the difference between that and a shot on target or this and a, a chance created or whatever, or this and a goal, is just making the right choice, you understand? So like the the Liverpool created so many openings they could have done better. As I said, Roberto Firmino, the guilty party here. A lot of the times he found himself in acres of space and around the box. In the first in the first like 20 minutes, he gave away the ball, like just around the box with so much space around him and so many passing options. Three to four times actually in the first 20 minutes. Okay. And these situations could have gone very differently if he made the right choice. Also, in other situations as well, where he had space, the ball is played into him, probably from Shakiri or Thiago most of the time. And you see Andrew Robertson open on the on the left hand side. He just doesn't give him or he gives an overweighted pass, something like that. It was extremely bad. I have to say Trent Alexander Arnold was not good, but to be honest, wasn't as bad as I think people are making it to be, you know, at least towards 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 like the 60 minutes, 70 minutes, he's there putting in fizzing in balls and stuff like that that way. Actually causing Manchester United some some trouble, but uh some trouble but ultimately wasn't wasn't very good enough. Defensively he wasn't bad, it was just okay, but like to be honest, when you think about Trent Alexander Arnold, when you think about the package, when you think about the name, it's about how much he can hurt you on the other end, how much he can hurt you offensively. And today there was just none of that. And Robertson was good, to be honest. I, I think it was okay. He was, of course, the same tenacity, same intensity, good bumping up and down, defending and trying to make something out in the attack. Thiago, a very tricky one, I must say. Thiago, he played, he played as the deepest man in midfield. I, I, I love the performance because, like, he, he just didn't like get on the ball and just didn't get on the ball and spread it out and like just like do the basics. The basics are important, okay? But he tried to do more. And 
of course, there might be a lot of expectations uh, because it's Thiago Alcantara, one of the best, you know, and which is fair. But the truth is this: as a midfielder, as a CDM, he did perfectly well. He also tried, you know, he also tried to complete a lot of take-ons, create those chances, make play, test up at the hair. And like, uh, I, I totally disagree with anyone who didn't feel it was, maybe not a fantastic performance. No, that is like overblowing it, you know, blowing it over the top. But like, it was good. He was, he was, he was one of the better people. He was, he was all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, this had, like, he, he put in a good performance. Let me just put it this way. You understand? Shakiri wasn't at his best. He wasn't bad as well. But I come back to the forwards. Now, for Manchester United, I have to analyze it like this. For Lindelof and uh, Harry Maguire, they weren't called into action too many times. But I think Harry Maguire had two or three situations where he actually did very well. There was a ball that was fizzed in from, who was it, Robertson? Yes, across, yes Robertson across the box uh, into Feminine's path. And he made a very, 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 very crucial, very, very crucial uh, intervention there. If not, Feminine would have tapped it in. Maybe or maybe not. Because these days, <laughs> these days, I, I, I don't know. What is wrong with Roberto Firmino? What, what has been wrong with him for the past year and a half or more than that? So moving on. So I remember what I did like he was, was good today. He also brought the ball out of the back sometimes. Misplaced a couple of passes to be honest. But at the same the same thing I said when I was talking about Liverpool. Maguire, Manchester United, McTominay, Fred misplacing passes. Liverpool finding themselves in space and areas that let me just say if they were on their best, Manchester United would have paid for this dearly. You understand? It's still coming back to the same thing. A lot of this a lot of these um, openings Liverpool created that I talked about. They came from Manchester United giving away the ball in very delicate areas. Areas that were uh, like, that you should get punished for giving away the ball, you know. Like, Liverpool didn't do much of this today, to be honest. Like, most of the time, most of the attacks Manchester United got, most of the openings they created, it was mostly from back to front, counter-attacking football, you know. playing. They didn't really give away the ball in, like, in those delicate areas Liverpool, which is also, I think, testament to the jobs Wijnaldum, uh, Wijnaldum Thiago, Shakiri did. They took care of the ball properly. Whereas Manchester United midfielders, they didn't do this actually and... They actually gave up some real openings. But luckily for them, Mane, Salah, Firmino are sabbatical. Proper sabbatical. I I I don't know what exactly is wrong. Um just just to just just to have just to have just to touch touching again on the form of Liverpool's forwards. Club has to has to have a real think. I think him, all the all the um, coaching staff, they really have to take because there is clearly a problem, you know, like you have Salah who like the players are not they're not they're not doing like badly in terms of or giving away the board but they're like they are they are world class for a reason because uh they're expected to do things to make things happen you know and when you just don't do that then then that's a problem you know if you're just playing ordinary football and uh you're coming up against a good team Manchester united you have to do more than the ordinary you have to show your quality you know it's necessary as like salah had he tried to hold the ball up tried to stretch play tried to was like the industry is still there from all of them. They are running, they are trying. Just that quality isn't there. Like there was a chance that the ball faced in across the box. It came in, uh, it came, it came in, it came past Salah's body rather. It came past Salah's body onto his left foot. Like this is something that was perfect. Just hit it first time, you know. He took a touch, took a touch, blah blah blah. Like some quick fit in the box and shot it, and it deflected off the inside of Maguire's leg. It just went by the post and. It went out for a corner. Now, these are the little things that, like, that usually, it's a goal. You know, the ball flashing past Salah's body. Like, it came, like, it actually came across his body. The defender not able to intercept play. And why didn't he just take it first time, you know? These decisions, Firmino finding himself in acres of space outside the box and just side-footing it way wide. Things like this, you know? So, like, 
clearly there's a problem for Liverpool. There's a problem for Klopp. They, they have a real worry. The the positive is this: Virgil Van Dijk, Matip, Gomez, everyone out and blah blah blah. Allison in and out of the side. Trent and Robert have suffered their injuries and. Liverpool fans, if I'm being honest, the defence hasn't been the worst part this season. Let's face facts. Mane has not gotten going at all. Salah has been bad for this past uh, four four losses. But this is this is what this is this is this just tells the story. Salah has not been good, so Liverpool is not winning. They are not scoring goals anymore. Reason because since the beginning of the season, Salah has just been the one scoring. Along with Diogo Jota coming on from the bench, getting important goals for us, saving points for us, saving us, and sometimes earning the stats and also scoring goals with Mo Salah. As I said about Roberto Firmino, it's been it's been a long time he's been like this, to be honest. It's been a long time. Firmino, this is another topic for another day, so I wouldn't go into this. <laughs> but like Sadio Mane, like we what I love about Sadio Mane as a Liverpool fan is that he used to be there, you understand? Like he he he's a top player, you know, and he showed why he was a top player always. And even in games where Mosala Musala wasn't just eating, you understand? He's not scoring this game. We know Mane will score, you understand? Mane will do it for Liverpool. But now it just seems like since Salah went off for man. Probably Salah scored today, of course Liverpool will win, so you understand. But like so like for, for Salah, four games without without a goal is very unusual in the Premier League, very, very unusual. Okay. But also on the other hand, it's hard to be the harshest on him. Because since the beginning of the season he's been carrying the attack along with Yokoshota. And I'm very worried because what is happening? Like usually, like we've seen it time and time again. In the season where Liverpool got uh, 97, 97 points and missed out on the Premier League, same thing happened. Salah had a very brilliant first half of the season. Was Liverpool's most consistent goal scorer. Around February, he suffered a big goal drought. But there was Sadio Mane scoring the goals, scoring the goals, scoring the goals, scoring the goals for Liverpool. And Liverpool ended up okay. They didn't win the title, but they 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 kept on pushing because Mane was available. It was available to, 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 to deliver for us. It's happened every time in the Premier League and other competitions. So, like, I'm genuinely concerned for Sadio Mane. If anything else, if anything else, uh, at least Salah is still the top scorer in the Premier League. So, my fears there are a bit reduced for Sadio Mane. I'm pretty scared. Not to, but I, I just expected by now. I don't know. He would have been doing better, you know, like, at least coming back to form or whatever is wrong with him. I don't get For Roberto Firmino, it's uh he shouldn't be Liverpool's starting striker again. Uh he's done good for Liverpool actually. I, I really respect him very much. His football brains. When he was playing, when he was playing his best football, Roberto Firmino is a good footballer to watch. And even till day, like he's given us some good performances, like the one against Crystal Palace. Like when Roberto Firmino is at his best, he's my favorite Liverpool player. Because he just does everything well. He's dribbling well, taking players out of the game on the half turn, creating chances, scoring goals, working so hard defense. Like it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's a total football package. But the truth is this. It doesn't happen enough. And sometimes for months, it doesn't even happen at all. So clearly, he doesn't deserve to start for Liverpool. What did they have on the bench before Corrigi? There's clearly a problem, actually. But the most important thing is, I don't think there's much they can do in this window, for example. Because, uh, what should I say? Like, you have to have good enough options, you know. You can't just go into the window and just buy players for buying sake. There have to be good options for reasonable uh, prices that you feel is worth it and you're not getting ripped off and stuff like that. I don't know what Liverpool can do right now for that attack. Because the defence... Okay, look at the last four games, for example. They've not won in four. 
they've lost one, drawn three, scored one goal in four, but they've also considered just one goal, sorry, just two goals in four. They've considered two goals in four. So this is like, this is less than a goal a game. So this is, this is all right, 0.5 goals a game. It's not the best, but like, it's still, it's, 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 it's fantastic, you know, Fabinho, oh my goodness. And Henderson hasn't done too badly either. And Trent Alexander-Arnold hasn't gotten go, got going on the offensive end, but on the defensive end, he's been better than he has been in even his very brilliant seasons. I must say, he's been very alright defensively. I'm okay with him defensively. Just that he's made a couple of errors that also I criticize heavily. But I mean, like, in terms of, like, the general play, and apart from the errors, which have to be counted, of course, which I'm not happy with. But I mean, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about them as a unit. They've, uh, they've been, they've, they've, it has not been the problem with this Liverpool side and Klopp has to figure out something. I'm very sorry, I can't present a solution at the moment. As for Manchester United and Ole, another game, another fantastic point. And they're still top of the league. Let's see where this goes between the two Manchester clubs. Uh, hopefully it doesn't end Manchester United winning the title. I don't want them to win it. <laughs> I clearly do not want Manchester United to win the title at all. But let's see, who, who knows, something can happen, you know. Leicester City won the title. These things happen, so like Monaco won the title. Let us see. Once again, I am Lutana Oroche and thank you for listening to the Tana Talk Soccer Podcast. Do have a very wonderful week ahead. Thank you. Bye. The Tana Talk Soccer Podcast. The number one. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.